Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kipley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. Okay, so today we're talking all things mental health. I'm here with Christina Odoms, Certified Integrative Mental Health Professional. That's a mouthful. She's also a clinical licensed social worker. So tell me what all of that means. Okay, so hi. <laughs> In <laughs> Welcome a nutshell. Welcome to the CarePod. Welcome to yeah, the CarePod. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so in, in a nutshell, CIMHP is what I am, a certified integrative mental health professional. And what that is, is a whole body approach towards mental health treatment. So um, there's a lot that goes along with it. It could take up an hour <laughs> to, to explain, so forgive me for that. But I combine that approach with being a licensed clinical social worker, which is the LCSW, in which I am able to diagnose uh, mental health disorders. So combined, I take a whole health approach to mental health disorders. So you, you are the CEO and founder of Black Falls Therapy, uh, where you are able to see patients privately, uh, correct? Correct, okay. yes. So this is a telemed type environment where you uh, do your thing. Correct. Correct. Okay. So educate me on, you know, whole body approach. You know, okay. that is to say what? That there is a mental health connection to the body's way of manifesting disease or to speak to me as the layman to understand how best you, you help integrate uh, the physicality and the mental health. Uh, That's a good question. Connection. That's definitely a good question. All right. So in a nutshell, me as a licensed clinical social worker, I kind of focus on the behaviors of people and help them, you know, process their thinking to tailor their behaviors. With the whole body approach, the thinking is how can we work on our thoughts and our behaviors if there's something internal going on that we don't know about? So I'm not a nutritionist. I am not uh, a medical provider. However, I am educated on those things enough to say, okay, maybe you need to go get checked out. Maybe you need your vitamin levels checked, or maybe you need to see whoever, and then I refer them off. A lot of the times we do have findings, <laughs> and when those things are corrected, are we able to tailor the behaviors, okay? So quick example, like I see a lot of B12 and magnesium deficiencies, and those things typically aren't tested for. So, and that correlates to stress, because when we deplete those, you know, types of vitamins, we're not functioning at our best, so to speak provide a lot of referrals to that. And once that's corrected, we see a lot of people's behaviors change. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and, and a quick pearl from me to you is that B12 deficiency is a common cause of forgetfulness in the elderly. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So common themes. I mean, to me, there is a, there's just this current of anger. There is a displacement of feelings, maybe from the workplace, from familial trauma, unexpected disease in later age, so many factors that creating such a, an angry persona. 
as a integrative professional, you know, get to the root of this when there's so many factors that play into this behavior? Right, right. So again, I focus on the health piece first. So typically we'll refer out individuals to like certain providers. And then once they come back with feedback, am I able to say, all right, you know, let's develop this course of treatment for you and create this whole body approach. Okay. So they'll get situated on the medical end. And then with me, we'll try to figure out what type of therapy may be appropriate for them. Specifically with anger, I do offer anger management groups at this time. But for people who don't feel safe in that type of space, I do work one-on-one with people. The goal is to figure out the root of that anger. Typically, most of the times, like anger is associated with a lot of other emotions. It depends on who you talk to. <laughs> anger may be considered a secondary emotion, meaning that there's something underneath that anger that's actually going on that we need to address. People are sad or hurt or whatever. And those are the things that need to be addressed rather than the anger itself. Because if we address those primary issues, then you typically see the outburst subside. If that makes so, sense. Absolutely. So I, I ask a lot of my guests there why, you know, what, what in your life helps you to change behavior in those that you care for and treat? That is a good question. <laughs> When it comes to changing behaviors, I typically don't take the credit for changing their behaviors. I always say that the person's willingness and openness to that provider encourages them to perform the changes on their own, if that makes sense. So I try to be a genuine person on my end and to allow that safe space for a person to be comfortable enough to you know, share their things with me and to want to change from that. So what about you uh, creates that safe space? What about me? Just a little bit about me is I come from a background which I've had littered with issues, <laughs> you know. So I would say my personal experience kind of aligns me with the work that I'm doing. And though it was a traumatic past, like I was able to be resilient from it. I feel very empowered when I help others and that filters out to them. That's what keeps them <laughs> in the therapeutic process, so to speak. And so. one thing I want to highlight for our audience about Christina is a millennial and she uh, can speak to the racial disparities in healthcare. So I think that is important for those women and women of color that there are educated clinicians out here uh, that are certified and licensed and able to speak to those that look like them because it is a thing. So I do want to mention that in, in this care pod space, that that is important to mention. Also, you know, tell me, you know, specifically in the care pod, we talk about caregivers, the caregiver burden and the stress on caregivers, those teaching and, and empowering others to advocate for their aging loved ones, but also kind of not losing ourselves in the process. So you have some care and specialty around veteran care. Can you speak to that uh, as well? Yes, yes, yes. Directly in regards to vet veterans, I currently work full-time with the Department of Veterans Administration. I've been working with them for more than four years at this point, um, been in government for 14 years. I have a significant number of Vietnam veterans, maybe half my clientele is such. Their care is very specific, so to speak. 
you know, I just try to tell her my approach to them. Uh, I don't know what more I could add, but <laughs> uh, so, so um, when hope you that answered your question. But uh-huh. yeah, so when you say it's specific meaning, uh, because it might be surrounded around their war experiences or interpersonal uh, communications with other colleagues or Correct. Okay. Well, all those things, of course. And I would like to add also their own health care needs comes mm. up uh, uh, quite frequently in our conversations. So all things considered. Interesting. Is it access to care? Is it they're aging along this kind of, I would say, as coming from a ro- robust military career to now seeing changes in their disease states or bodies that they're having to confront or... From what I'm seeing is more about not knowing what resources are there for them. So like there's a host of resources out there and they just don't know. So when they come to me with an issue and I'm offering like three or four things, they're like, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. And then they go after it and they get those things addressed. So I always think it's good to have like, you know, a navigator or a therapist of some sort because they can offer, you know, a host of things that we typically may not know about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wonder often, are we failing in Mm -hmm. mental health? You know, what are, what, what's our end goal? Why are we seeing so much, you know, such a uptick of suicidality and, you know, depression, anxiety, obviously these things have always existed, but it just seems to be an overwhelming um, amount of fear and Mm -hmm. depressions across all ages and stages of life. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, you know, what are the common themes that you're seeing in in patient care? And what what do you feel, how can the lay person, what are some strategies you offer to the lay person who's supporting, let's say one of your patients? That's, those, are, those are some loaded questions, so you're going to have to <laughs> throw me those questions back when you get a chance. But, but yeah, just, okay, just to backtrack a little, in regards to some of the themes that I am seeing come up, COVID-19, right, has exacerbated a lot of the stress, right? Um, the inability to go outside their homes, you know, people and their views in, on the vaccine mandates, the protests are very triggering for some as well whether it's for abortion or Black Lives Matter or whatever the case might be. I'm seeing those things come up in a, a ton of conversations still. Just the anxiety of not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, when I speak to people, I hear them say, if this happens, if this happens, and we're going to capitalize if, put it in bold and uh, italicize it, <laughs> underline it, because that's the big thing that I'm hearing, if this happens. So very much in an anxious state right now because we don't know what will happen tomorrow you know things change all the time and people just some don't adapt to it very well I hear like a lot of these topics come up goal is to ultimately get those individuals to stop focusing on like the external things and focus on the internal and the impact that it has on them people start to lose themselves they're mad at this they're mad at that they're mad at this and guess what our blood pressure is high, (laughs) we have minor heart attacks, right? Or a ton of health issues that we're not actually addressing because we're so caught up on what's going on in the world. So the goal is to get them to come back to themselves and realize that 
despite it all, like our peace is within. That's absolutely you know, where I come from, at least. Yeah. So the techniques to get back to ourselves. I love that tagline. You know, what what are those that you offer? And what are some things that you do yourself to get back to yourself and kind of data dump a lot of, I think as caregivers, as professional caregivers, we're taking a lot of these issues on of our patient care. So what do you do personally to kind of data dump and reset? And mm-hmm. what, uh, what are some techniques that you offer to mm-hmm. your clientele? Mm-hmm. Okay, so some techniques that I offer to my clientele, I am a yoga nidra teacher. I am a cognitive processing therapy teacher. I practice eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is EMDR. And the list is a little bit longer. (laughs) In regards to techniques that I personally use to get back to self, I like this worksheet that's used in something called cognitive processing therapy. And what it does, it separates these events that happen in our lives from the thinking and our emotions. And then over time, what we do is, you know, when we write those things down separately, we start to see different patterns. And then if we know that we're looking at a world in a certain pattern, then we are able to change and or prevent something from happening. So I say that that's getting back to ourselves because again, we go from thinking about the event to thinking about what it is we're thinking about the event and our emotions to ourselves if that makes sense. That's really profound. That's really profound. So Mm -hmm. uh, what I like to call stepping away from the building a little bit, take Mm -hmm. it a minute, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, tell us how we can find you, you know, tell us about Black Falls Therapy and that launch and uh, how one can find you if they are interested in in seeking um, mental health wellness. All right. So Black Falls Therapy and Wellness is an upcoming private practice. You can find me on www.visitblackfalls.com. That's V-I-S-I-T Black B-L-A-C-K Falls F-A-L-L-S dot com. At this time, I am accepting individual uh, online clients. And um, the intent within the next year is to open the door for additional groups uh, on top of the groups that I currently offer now, but they're closed (laughs) and also workshops. You could check out the website for any updates at any time. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I really appreciate your time with us in the care pod. We like to just expand our horizons uh, around all things, you know, advocacy, essentially, both for personal, professional caregivers, uh, and those that we we advocate for, you know, be it aging loved ones and otherwise. So I appreciate your time hanging out with us today. And I thank you for doing what you're doing too, Kip. Thank you so much. <laughs> you like that. Kip Lee Bell, Dr. Bell. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Thanks thank again. you. Thank you. Take Bye. Bye. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to caregive like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.